Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back to episode number 46 of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom podcast. I hope you loved last week's interview episode featuring graduated one-on-one rock star, Erin, and I hope you learned, truly, I hope you learned that fat loss, when done with the help of a nutrition professional, when done with health as the foundation, can be sustainable, can be lifelong. It truly can, and it can impact your quality of life in so many ways. So if you haven't tuned into last week's episode, go ahead and press pause on this one and go back and do so, because I think there were so many valuable lessons that I need for you to learn from last week's episode. In today's episode, I am talking about this terrible thing called comparisonitis. And I think you suffer with it. In fact, I know you suffer with it. And I have a question for you. In the last 24 hours, who have you compared yourself to? Really, I want you to think about this. Who have you compared yourself to in the last day, week, month, year that has in some way, shape or form, made you feel inferior or less than as a person. Maybe it was your friend, your best friend. Maybe it was your sister or your coworker. Maybe it's the girl at the gym or that IG influencer, Becky. You know absolutely nothing about her life, but she has a great butt, a beautiful house, and perfectly curated Instagram photos. Or maybe you've even compared yourself to another rock star in the Nutrition Coaching with Nicole Facebook group. Because every Friday, I ask you to celebrate your wins, and maybe she's dropped a comment that makes it appear as though everything's going great in her life and she's seeing wonderful progress. And when you look at that, your first thought is, man, why can't I be more like her? And I know this happens because I get your messages. I'm on the receiving end of your DMs that say, well, I I took a look at everybody else's wins and mine just don't compare. I have nothing big like that to celebrate. And if I had to put a finger on the number one thing that holds my clients back from achieving success, it's this. And not just my clients. As many of you know, I was recently in Tempe, Arizona for a mastermind weekend with other registered dietitians and nutrition coaches. And I had the super cool opportunity to present and chat with some of these gals who are fresh out of college, trying to coach people towards healthy, lasting change. And I was blown away by the number of times that I heard one or several of them say, oh my gosh, I could never do what you do. You always seem so confident. I wish I could help my clients like you can. And it was sort of surreal because 
seriously, me? Many of these people don't know anything about me beyond what they see on Instagram. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Comparison isn't logical. It isn't helpful. And it's certainly not rooted in fact or truth. It's unfair. It's biased. And it always serves to sabotage. And I know this because I have struggled with comparison. In fact, it's probably accurate to say that I've lived most of my life comparing myself to others. And at first, that was academic performance, desirability, and sports. But as I got older, those metrics of comparison moved to my career, my income level, my likability, body shape, or how many were expecting announcements I'd see from people who were younger than me on social media this week. There are an infinite number of categories in which we compare ourselves and an almost infinite number of people to compare ourselves to. And I'm going to risk sounding like an old person for a second and say that social media doesn't make this easier. When in fact, it's so easy to, at the tap of a finger or the swipe of a thumb, instantly and incessantly find someone, quote, better to compare yourself to. So before we dive deeper, I just want to normalize this thing called comparisonitis, this disease called comparisonitis, because it's human. It's a habit that many of us have conditioned, or perhaps that has been conditioned in us. And if you struggle with this, know that you're not alone. But know that if you struggle with this, you are committing to something that steals joy, inhibits your progress, and is completely unfounded in truth. And here's why. Firstly, you are too freaking unique to compare fairly. If we were judging apples to apples, as they say, it might yield helpful feedback. But you're not, ever. No one else is living your life in your body with your experiences, much like you're not living theirs. So I'm going into nutrition nerd status here for a second, but put your researcher hat on with me. If this were a study, it certainly would not be a randomized controlled trial, which for those who may not know is like the gold standard of research studies, right? It's the study that we can draw accurate conclusions from because there are not a lot of moving pieces. So in a randomized controlled trial, there's one variable that we're trying to influence so that we can assess the outcome. But When you're comparing yourself to someone else, there are too many moving pieces. There are too many changing variables for that your comparison is accurate. An accurate conclusion can never be drawn from comparison, friends, unless you are comparing you to you, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. You're too unique to compare yourself fairly to anyone else. Second, comparison will always rob you of joy. Thanks to Theo Roosevelt, this point is rather popular, right? I'm sure you've heard the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. But I don't think many of us actually stop to think about what that means. Every 
single time I compare myself to someone else, you compare yourself to someone else, because it's unfair, I'm engaging in a practice of stealing my own joy and my own success. Simply because it doesn't look like someone else's. Who, keep in mind, may be at a completely different part in the process. You might have also heard this expression, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter five. And I really like what this is trying to say. Because you have no idea how hard someone has worked, how much practice they've put in, or what lessons they've learned along the way. But I also hate this expression because even if you're both on chapter five, the entire freaking book is different. Your life is not their life. Your struggles are not their struggles. Comparison is never fair and it will always leave you unhappy. Because while that woman you see on Instagram sharing her wins appears to have it all together, maybe she's just sent me a message saying, I can't think of anything good that happened this week, Nicole. And I challenged her to find and focus on one good thing, no matter how small that was. Maybe that woman you see losing a bunch of weight makes your journey feel invalidated. But did you know she's sick? Did you know she's struggling with disordered eating because her marriage is broken and she just lost her job? We see what we want to see, but it's never the full story. And it never breeds success. We take someone's one shiny picture of success and we compare it to everything on our inside that feels like it's lacking. And this is a little something that I call pain shopping. We know it's not fair. Really, like when you think about it, you know that you're not comparing apples to apples, but you're doing it to punish yourself. And number three, comparison puts focus on the wrong person. You can control one life, and that's yours. When we constantly compare ourselves to others, we waste precious energy, precious energy. You only have the time and the energy that you have, right? We can't manufacture more. You're wasting that, focusing on other people's lives rather than your own. And this, my friends, is the best procrastination tactic of them all. Because once we begin down that road, we never find an end. Once you start comparing, there is an infinite amount of people to compare yourself to. There will always be someone who's doing it better, has it better, or seems better off. If you constantly wait until you look like her, have as much money as her, or whatever it may be, you will never get there. And I hear comments like this from clients and women that I get to interact with on social media when they say, I just don't think other people have to work as hard as I do. Why do I have to work so hard? Or I feel like everyone else has it easier. I have to juggle a lot. Why is it so hard for me to lose weight when your success stories seem to do it without a problem? My question is always, tell me, What's scaring you about your journey right now? Because that's what it's about. Something feels scary to you. Maybe you're disappointed in the change that you're trying to create in your own life. And so as the best form of procrastination, you shift your focus to the lives of others. You compare yourself 
in what is an extremely unfair situation and say, well, I'm not doing as great as she is, so whatever. I might as well just not do this. I'll never look like her. I'll never act like her. I'll never, whatever it is. But what's scaring you about your journey? And what's one thing that you can do today to move yourself closer towards your goal? Put your blinders on. Because friends, I don't give a fuck about anybody else. I want to help you reach your goals. And we can do that so long as you commit to taking control of the one life that is yours. And stop sabotaging your success by consistently focusing on the lives of others. Because it's not about those other people. We tell ourselves it is so that we don't have to focus on our own life and do the hard work. It's brilliant, really, but it gets you nowhere. You can spend your whole life feeling envious of others, or you can decide to get your own shit together and make this happen. And I'm being a little sassy and a little upfront with you, but it's intentional, squad. It's intentional because this is such a disease and it's a pervasive disease because Our culture isn't helping the situation, right? They want us to compare. They want us to double tap those sexy photos. They want us to feel inferior so that we buy those random, please do not buy those skinny teas and detoxes and 30-day quick fixes. They want us to feel like crap in comparison to the fake and photoshopped version of some shiny woman who you know nothing about. So because I know you struggle with this, comparisonitis, (laughs) I want you to grab a pen and paper and write these tips down because I'm going to help you recover from this. If you can break this habit, girlfriend, the sky is the limit. The sky is the freaking limit because I said it already and I will say it again. Comparison, it's the number one thing that's holding you back. It truly is. Sure, you might need a little bit more nutrition education, but that's easily attainable. All you've got to do is be in our nutrition coaching with Nicole Facebook group, right? We're constantly preaching no-nonsense nutrition. I'm constantly going live and giving you free value. So if you're not in that group, you totally should be. Maybe you need some extra accountability because life is hard and barriers will pop up. That's why I'm here. Always willing to be your cheerleader in your corner, working with you as your nutrition coach. But Most of all, you need to get out of your own freaking way. So here are six tips to help you recover from this terrible disease called comparisonitis. Step number one, recognize that comparison is a habit that you can control and change. And this might be the first time that you're hearing this. And if so, I want you to just listen to that again. Comparison is a habit. It's a practice that you've committed yourself to on repeat, and you've done it so many times that now it's just automatic. So it feels like something that you can't control, but in fact, you can. Just like all habits can be created, they can be changed and replaced with healthier habits, right? This is what I help my one-on-one clients to do. Maybe they've established this habit where every time they have a stressful day at work, they come home and they binge on peanut butter and ice cream. That's a habit. They've done it so many times that now they're halfway through the ice cream container before they even realize what they're doing. It's automatic. So we need a pattern interrupt, 
we need to bring awareness to what they're doing so that we can change the behavior. And then we need to replace it with a healthier habit. So when they're stressed, what can they do that's actually going to solve that? What kind of stress management strategy can we introduce into their life when they have that shitty day at work so that food doesn't have to be the answer? That's the beauty of habit. You can change it. If something's not working, change. Comparison is a habit you can control and you can change. So if it's not serving you, and I'm going to 100% confidently say that it's not serving you, (laughs) commit to changing the habit. Step number two, use comparison as motivation to improve what actually matters. And this is tied with tip number one, because you're going to have that knee jerk reaction of comparing yourself to someone else. It's automatic at this point, right? So that first thought Uh, you don't have a ton of control over it right now. So that first thought is, oh my God, why can't I be like her? This is so easy for her. I wish I could lose weight like she can. Oh man, it's so unfair. Change the script and ask yourself, what is it that I admire about that person? And how can I make progress in my life by embodying that characteristic? Because when I'm comparing myself to someone else, I'm admiring something about her, right? It turns into envy and we become that green monster. But if we're able to kind of flip the script and change the story we're telling ourselves, what if instead of just wishing you had her body, you were able to backpedal a second and commit to admiring her dedication to her nutrition habits and her movement practices, What can you learn from her instead of wishing to be her or feeling like shit because you're not her, right? So two sides of the coin here. It's sort of like half glass empty, half glass full. I can wish that I was her, which does nothing but delay me and help me procrastinate from actually taking change in my own life. Or I can say, wow, where did that feeling come from? Why did I just think that thing? What is it about her? that I really admire and appreciate? And is there anything that I can learn from that? Step number three, become aware of and avoid your triggers. Because sometimes there is no lesson to learn and we're simply pain shopping. And you've heard me talk about pain shopping before, but it's when you know what you're doing and you do it anyway to kind of hurt yourself and just dig it in there, salt in the wound. The best example I can give for pain shopping, and this is one that I I talk about with my clients often, it's period week and you decide to step on the scale. You know you're feeling bloated. You know your clothes are fitting a little snug. You are an intelligent woman and you know that during this time in your menstrual cycle, hormones are doing their thing. So why would you step on the scale? You're shopping for pain. You want to see that number go up. You want to punish yourself. So then the cycle begins and you just feel really terrible about yourself and nothing's going right. Procrastination, right? You're shopping for pain. You want it to hurt, but it's not helping you or anyone else. So sometimes a trigger is just a trigger and you know it. If you follow people and influencers and sites online and on social media that are not helping you to live a healthier, happier life in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and click unfollow, friends. You don't need that in your life. 
Sometimes there is no lesson to learn. And the best example that I can give personally is when I was struggling with my disordered eating, when I was just lost and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to take ownership of my relationship with food that was not working or serving me whatsoever. And this is going to date me a little bit, but Tumblr... Many of you probably don't even know what Tumblr was, but it's um, a URL, a website where you could go and basically just scroll photos, sort of like an Instagram, but there would just be a lot of them and you could type in a theme and they would pop up. And I was obsessed with something called Thinspo. Girls, women who were sick, just like I was, and would post pictures of their rib cages sticking out or their hip bones protruding in their pants. They would take pictures of the 100 calorie breakfast that they were eating. And I would use that as inspiration to stay hungry, to not eat, to not get my shit together. That was my trigger and I knew it. I was aware of it, but I chose not to avoid it for a long time. And then I realized, okay, this isn't helping anyone and certainly not helping me. In fact, this is basically a site full of a lot of sick people who need some help. So I avoided it entirely, entirely. And you need to do the same. If you follow someone who's constantly posting about quick fixes and fads that are causing you to feel insecure or inadequate because you know you're on the right, sustainable, healthy path, unfollow unfriend or at the very least block their content, right? You don't have to unfriend them if maybe it's like a friend of a friend or a family friend and you don't want to cause any drama at the holiday dinner table, but you don't have to see their stuff. Step number four, remind yourself that other people's outsides can't be compared to your insides. In the event that their life gives you reason to feel bad about yours, remind yourself that you don't actually know what is going on behind their shiny Instagram stories and their perfectly curated photos. Everybody has their shit together online, and that's a lie. So unless you know what deep inner turmoil and trauma that that woman is going through, don't wish her life was yours. And I think, I think if you really sit down with this one, you agree with me. Because if someone were to look at your life from the outside in, I bet they would see something a little different or perhaps a lot different than how you feel in your life, in your relationships, and in your body. We pretend a lot. We do. We put on masks and shows for those around us. And I get this. I get this on a deep, deep level. Because growing up in the culture that I did, you didn't talk about your sin, right? You didn't, we knew it was bad. We were shamed for that, but you didn't talk about it. Nobody likes talking about what's not going well. So when you compare someone's outsides, how they look, how things appear, you are then comparing it to your insides because you know how you actually feel. You know how things actually are, what you're struggling with, what's not going well. But do you think most people are advertising their insides? Not most. There are a few of us, I aim to be one of them, who try to be transparent and share our struggles as well as our successes so that people can feel like they're understood. I think we're all searching for connection. And when we can relate to someone and say, oh my gosh, I struggle with that too. I had no idea that you understood what it was like to go through something like this. I think that's where our strength comes from. 
So find someone, find many someones, find a group who can help support you through what you're going through inside. Because change on the outside, that aesthetic change that you're looking for, that body composition change, it starts on the inside with mindset and with your health. Stop looking just at people's outside. Many of those women that you see posting wins and celebrating successes, I make them do that on a weekly basis. I do. I force them. I say, hey, this is mandatory. You all need to celebrate your win. Because what I know is that if we can shift our focus to that which is going well, success begets success. So I start strengthening that mindset muscle. And all of a sudden, I'm able to recognize wins more easily, more readily throughout my life. And what do you think happens when I'm able to celebrate what's going well more often? I feel better about my progress and I make more progress. So you might see that woman bragging about her 10 pound weight loss or the fact that she just bought a smaller size pants or the fact that she ate a cookie guilt-free and you're like, man, I wish I could be her. She has it all together. But what you don't know is that one of those women just shared with me that she struggled a miscarriage and another woman just lost her job a few weeks ago. And another one is thinking about leaving her husband because she feels like she's in an abusive relationship and she needs to get out. You don't see those things. And that's their life, right? And it's probably not something that they feel comfortable advertising or sharing. And that's okay. But you're just seeing the cover and you're not reading the book. Step number five, be grateful for the good in your life. Celebrate those wins and resist any lies that shout, I'm not enough. Because our bodies achieve what our minds believe. I already just talked about the power of mindset. If you commit yourself to being deeply grateful for what's going well, what's good in your life, and remind yourself of it daily, you'll be so far less vulnerable to comparison and envy. If you commit yourself to celebrating what's going well each week with your nutrition, with your physical activity habits, with your health, and remind yourself of it daily, you'll be far more likely to continue winning, succeeding, and making progress. What is your mind focusing on? Because your body, your actions will follow suit. If you are practicing gratitude, if you are thankful for the good in your life, if you are stopping to celebrate the wins, even if they're the teeniest, tiniest wins of all, you are going to affirm that you are enough and you are better today than you were yesterday and you are making progress and you will continue and continue and continue to make progress. Instead of drowning yourself in doubt because your mindset is focused on what isn't going well and what sucks and how your life is somehow not as good as someone else's. And you're the only person who can control that. You are the person who's always listening when your mind is talking. So change the story. Change the script. And step number six, last but not least, Stop comparing yourself to anyone but you. My coach likes to say that if you're not comparing you to you six to 12 months ago, you're not comparing at all. And 
I agree with this. Honestly, I think so much of our comparisonitis is comparing who we are to uh, the shiny exterior of who someone else is, maybe 10 chapters ahead of us, and certainly in an entirely different book altogether. So unless you are stopping to say, how have I improved from who I was six months ago or a year ago? Stop comparing all together. Change the habit, change the script, and recognize that if you're unhappy with where you're at, you have the power to change it. But that change is not going to happen overnight. So often I hear from clients who say, Nicole, this week I didn't lose any weight. And my friend Becky is losing gobs of weight because she's doing some wackadoo diet. And of course we talk about sustainability and do you want results that don't stick around? And the answer is unanimously no, of course. But so often we're looking in the short term. And what we need to do is broaden our scope because we're not going to make progress every day, every week, but we are making progress if we take a bird's eye view and look at who we were compared to who we are now. Because creating long lasting life change, changing a relationship with food, changing a body composition in a healthy and sustainable way, it starts with changing our mindset. But does that show up on the scale? No. Then it starts with changing our behaviors and our daily execution. Does that show up on the scale? Not always, not immediately, no. But over time, add the powerful mindset to the behavior change, to the nutrition education and the accountability of working with a coach, and now you're creating change. Slowly, maybe, but slow growth is good growth, and that's the kind that's going to stick around. So unless your comparison is to you, a former version of you, and you are recognizing how you have grown, it's not fair, and it's not acceptable. And you need to stop playing the game. This comparison game, just stop, friends. Unsubscribe. Because it's costing you so much joy. It's costing you so much progress. But it's costing you so much life. And I want more for you. And I know you want more for you. So stop procrastinating. Change the habit of comparison and unsubscribe from the game. Friends, if this resonated with you today, it might even be an episode that you need to play on repeat because again, comparisonitis, it's a habit and it's somewhat automatic and it's not gonna change overnight. If it's something that I can help you with, by all means, please reach out. Send me a message on Instagram. I'm always on there. Send me a message on Facebook. I'm on there regularly as well. Certainly join the squad if you're not already a part of that awesome community. But would you do me a favor and share this episode with one friend? One friend today who you feel like may be struggling with comparison as well. Maybe it's a daughter even or a family member because... If there is one thing that I see that just breaks my heart working with women who have unlimited potential, it is the chains, the box, the restriction that they put on themselves by way of comparing them 
to those around them. It's unfair. It's not okay. And it's something that a lot of us struggle with, certainly perpetuated by diet culture, but we have the power to change it. And I want to help you change it. So would you pass this on, share it with one friend, post it on your social media story so that your friends can see it and let me know what you think and if this is helpful in your life. Because once you stop playing that comparison game, girlfriend, the sky's the limit. Until next time, squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.